following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw podcast, episode 105. I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter, and I am here with my very special guest host, returning today, the real heel, Eric Seeker. Hey there, everybody. One night only, the return. And uh, please, we were having some audio issues, so if you guys have any audio issues, uh, let me know um, how you guys hear Eric and I, but we're going to go through this. Hopefully it works. Hopefully you guys can hear us both. If not, please, please, please tell me. Uh, but Eric, how you doing? How you been? It's been a while since you've been on. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Are you really at 105 episodes? 105. Wow. So what'd you do for the 100th episode? Um, I tried to get you on, but uh, you were out of town, and John let me know about that. And then I tried to get uh, my wife to... I, I tried to get special guest hosts to join Travis and I. And it yeah. just didn't work out, so we just did a normal episode, to be honest with you. Oh, right on. Same thing with our two-year anniversary. I tried to get Travis to make some announcements. He didn't do it. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. Well, congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's much appreciated. Um, Right off the bat, news and rumors, uh, AEW Women's Championship will be decided on their first ever TV episode. Uh, on October 2nd. Where are they premiering? TNT. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, they're on That's TNT. Uh, August 31st will be all out here in Chicago. And then October 2nd, I am not. I did not get tickets. Um, they sold out real fast. And oh, the, yeah. I heard they sold out in like a few minutes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, October 2nd, which is a... Wednesday night will be their premiere episode. Um, I'm excited. I'm trying to convince Travis to cover it, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do. I, I honestly haven't really seen anything other than a few clips of AEW that you showed me. So it was really, um, I was really impressed by it. I thought it was more entertaining than most of the stuff I've seen on WWE over the last few years. All right. Um, yeah, no, and maybe because uh, you're not going to be able to come over for SummerSlam, um, I found out that uh, John and Caroline, your rides to my house are going to be leaving that day, and they're not coming over, so you're going to miss that. Um, maybe I can get you guys out for All Out, and we can watch All Out instead this month. Yeah, that'd be cool. Where are they going? Tennessee. Uh, again? Yeah. So... Uh, other news, No Holds Barred 2 is reportedly being filmed. Get out of town. I posted it in the group. It was fake. It may have been fake. I don't know. But if not, it, if not being the huge Hulk Hogan fan that you are, I thought you'd be stoked. I, um, yeah, no, I, I would not be. I think he, he should stop doing stuff. You should hang out in Florida and find some autographs. Uh, he doesn't need to be in a movie. Well, yeah, and you can charge. Or, uh, you can charge an ass load for those. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What he charges three hundred dollars for an autograph or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something ridiculous. Did you watch the trailer for WWE Two K Twenty? Yeah, I they showed it um, when I was watching uh, SmackDown earlier today. What's what are your thoughts? Um, it was cool. You know, back, Becky Lynch on the cover. It's pretty sweet. Yes. Uh, so here's my thing. Like, the, the trailer's fucking amazing. Brecky, Becky Lynch breaking through the glass ceiling. Wow, I can't fucking talk now. Becky Lynch breaking through the glass ceiling into the boys club and being there with the greats like Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin and this and that. Fantastic, really cool fucking trailer. I don't like that she has to share the cover with Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, that's pretty lame. Why not let Becky be the cover of her own fucking game? Why does Roman have to be on there, too? Yeah, it's always one person, right? Normally, yeah. Yeah, it's usually like the whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's fucking bogus. That's absolutely bogus. 
And then for those of you who listened last week, I said I had some news about Mandy and Sonia. Um, and then I couldn't remember what it was because I didn't take good enough notes. I remembered what it was after the show. Uh, Mandy Rose was interviewed about the semi-lesbian angle that they have kind of been teasing at with her and Sonia Deville. And she said that she uh, supports doing it. Um, she would love to be in a angle of that sort with Sonia. Sonia's one of her best friends. She wants to support that community. And as long as it's done... Um, positively and not just for sex appeal she's down but she also realizes that she does bring a lot of sex appeal and that's a lot of the appeal of her character but she's all in if wwe wants to go that route with a lesbian relationship between sonya and mandy fascinating i hadn't heard that before i heard i heard they were trying uh, a couple years ago to work with glad to, to do some uh some gay angles but uh, nothing ever came of it. Hmm, I did not know that. Yeah, they were working with people from, from there. I don't know. How would you feel about WWE trying to run a lesbian angle with one actual lesbian and one person pretending to be a lesbian? Um, I mean, I don't see a problem with that. All right, I've been... I've been pulling for it for a while. I'm excited for it. Uh, you know what else I'm excited for? What? Monday Night Raw. Why? What do you mean, why? Oh, yeah, to discuss it. Yeah, that's... You. that's you're talking about next week's Monday Night no, Raw. No, it's the whole reason we're here is to talk about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Now, since the last time you've been on, we're doing things a little differently. I kind of jump between both shows as I follow a storyline since they've done that stupid superstar shakeup bullshit. So uh, I'll do a little bit of jumping back and forth, but it'll mostly stay on Raw, and I'll keep you informed when we move over. All right, cool. Yeah, I totally fucked up that segue, by the way. Just sailed right over my head. Yeah, well, it's been a while. <laughs> um, so... Joe comes out beginning of Monday Night Raw. He's tired of getting blamed for the accident with the forklift that happened to Roman Reigns. He wants an apology. He tells us he's not leaving until he gets one. He's going to shut down Raw. But then Becky Lynch comes out for her tag match and completely cuts him off. And instead of shutting down Raw, he just goes to the back and disappears for a little while. Um, later on, though, he's told that Roman is on his way. So he goes out. He sits in the ring. He says he's not going to leave. So Roman comes down, he calls Roman out over and over and over again. And then someone tells him that Roman's just finally pulling into the parking lot. So then he leaves the ring and he goes to the parking lot where he confronts Roman Reigns, who is then almost murdered vehicularly by a car. And then uh, Samoa Joe saved his life. Yeah, kind of turns babyface, checks on him. Um, we find out that it is not Joe um, at the end of uh, the main event of SmackDown. Roman Reigns is interrogating Buddy Murphy and beating the shit out of him. And finally, we find out that it might have been Rowan. It might have been Daniel Bryan, but he didn't see Daniel Bryan. He saw Rowan. Rowan is definitely involved. Yeah, Rowan. Rowan uh, throwing the rat, uh, the the scaffolding down on him, was it? Yeah. And the wheel of the car? Who knows? Maybe it's somebody else entirely. <laughs> Maybe it's a group of people. Well, the rumor's been for a while that it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. My thing is, SmackDown goes off air, and we don't have a match for SummerSlam. Why would we not make that match? Why would we not announce that match if they're going to have a match? Yeah, that is pretty weird. I guess they're leaving it as a surprise maybe yeah it's the only thing i can think you think they would have uh set it up for that though it would have been nice to have that reveal at the end of the episode and then have that going under SummerSlam. but i i'm with you on that a hundred percent um i'm getting a lot of fucking side messages here because i'm trying to get someone to check our audio um that's that's the joy of being live, though, ladies and gentlemen. And I didn't say it, and I meant to. I was going to say this is episode 105, live, baby, live, baby, live. So if you hear all those beeps and sounds, that is me getting messages from people who are checking on us. 
to make sure our audio is good and letting me know. Apparently, it sounds fine on a phone. What else sounded fine was a tag team match on Monday Night Raw that pit Becky and Charlotte versus Natalia and Trish. Here's my thing. I, it was my opinion that WWE was doing very heelish things with Becky Lynch leading up to this Monday and trying to make Natalia look like the babyface going into her match at Toronto. They completely turned that around here, but I'm also a little bothered that Trish got zero ring time in this match. She never got tagged in. She did nothing. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing her because I, I didn't realize um, it's been a, it's been a minute since I watched, so I didn't realize that she was back like in in ring competition. So I was stoked, you know, of course. But yeah, yeah, she did absolutely nothing. Uh, and I, I'm disappointed by that. But I mean, basically, Becky and Charlotte did their back and forth thing where Charlotte tags herself in the match, and then Becky t- tags herself in, and Charlotte doesn't like it, so. She hits Becky and then leaves. Natty uses this to put the sharpshooter on Becky. Becky gets to the ropes. Natty refuses to break it, causes the DQ, and then still holds on to it until Trish tries to come and break them apart because Trish is like, hey, like this is not cool. Cut it out. She gets a little shove from Natty. Then they interview Natty, and all of this great work they did just goes down the tubes because as much as I want to love her, like she's a heart. She's a great in-ring competitor. She's so bad on the mic, though, with scripted interviews. Oh, the worst. Yeah, one of the worst, for sure. And I feel so bad because I like... I know, she's she's great otherwise, for the most part. Like, I've seen her on Divas, and she's fine on Divas, like, when she's just being her normal self and just talking. But these fucking scripted interviews they got her reading, like, it just doesn't translate, and it kills me. When when is that shit going to stop? You know what? I, I hadn't watched in a while, like I said. And I was so excited to watch now that it had supposedly been like a month or a few weeks or something since Hammond and Bischoff took over. There's no discernible difference. I don't know about that, but um, I I could see that. I mean, with what they've done with the OC, which we'll get into, um, Brock Lesnar's segments were already produced by Paul Heyman, so the continuation and emphasis on that. Everything with Mike and Maria and the 24-7 title. I, I, I see Paul Heyman's influence in these stories and his fingerprints on this. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen much of Bischoff, but my understanding was Bischoff got a later start because he had to move, and now I'm even hearing that maybe he might not have the same role as Paul Heyman, so I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, th- I thought it would have been a lot different, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty similar. Over on Hulu, did you see uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade? No. Uh, did you see the 24-7 title stuff with Mike and Maria at the uh, gynecologist? Yes. So, Maria's our 24-7 champion. She's pregnant. She's been emasculating her husband. They're at the doctor's office at the OBGYN getting a checkup for their baby. Mike goes to hug his wife and ends up having the OBGYN, the gynecologist, is actually a female referee who then counts a three count on his back. He comes out as champion, but sitting in the waiting room are R-Truth and Carmella dressed as a couple, but not the kind of couple you may think. Truth is the girl. Carmella is the boy. They're both behind magazines. This allows Truth to roll up, pin, and regain his 24-7 championship from Mike, who fucked it up for his wife. Because if he had just left her have it, she'd still be champion. Yeah, it was a pretty hilarious segment. I kind of miss her being the champ already, though. That was, that was a good call. Yeah, because what are you going to do to a pregnant woman unless you're her husband, you know? like. Yeah, exactly. She should have just, like... At least carried the belt until she had the kid. <laughs> For nine months? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but 24-7 championship has been a highlight. Um, didn't seem as prominently featured this week as it has been in the last few weeks. 
But uh, it was still a cool segment, you know, cool, nicely shot, fun little blip in our show. Did you see what happened to Seth Rollins on Raw? Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, so, oh, go ahead. Is it his new gimmick now that he's a moron? What is he doing? Who, Brock? No, uh, uh, Seth. No, his his thing is that he is the best in the WWE, and he's going to prove it, and he's going to fight the bigger, stronger Brock Lesnar, and he's going to win, and he's not going to let Brock scare him or beat him, uh, take advantage of him. No matter how hurt he is, he's going to come out and fight because he's a good guy, and that's what good guy. It's like Hulk Hogan. He's basically like Hulk Hogan, except Hulk Hogan never got beat up because that's not going to work for him, brother. Uh, yeah, he, he. I don't think he would have come out all fucked up like that, and yeah, put himself in that position. Well, just, basically, Brock. That's not even a good guy. That's just stupid. Brock's getting a little bit of a verbal fellatio from Paul Heyman, and then Seth fumbles to the ring. He's dragging his leg. He's holding his ribs. He's got a chair. He can barely move, and he just gets destroyed again. It's not as bad as last week's was. But he's still, he's getting hit with the chair. He's getting beat up. He's already injured. I was wondering if they were trying to, like, write him out of the show for Sunday. Like, oh, Seth's not cleared and give Brock a different opponent or something. But, uh, no, he, he pulls himself up to the bottom rope, and he tells us he will be there Sunday, and he guarantees he will beat Brock Lesnar. Well, shit, I hope he wins. I do, too. Where are you going to be watching from since you can't? Where are you going to be watching from? I mean, you could come over. Like, you could hop on a train, but you'd probably have to Uber yourself back to the city. Oh, right. Yeah, because the trains don't run that late, do they? I don't know. you. I mean, if you look it up, and it does, and I can get you back to the train station in time, I you are more than 100% welcome to come on out Sunday, watch SummerSlam. I'll pick you up, and I'll take you back to the train station. What I will not do is drive you from Elgin to the city home. No, oh, no, I wouldn't expect you to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll check into it and let you know. Because we would love to have you, especially since John and Caroline bailed on us. A little fuck you to those guys. Oh, we'll get Eric anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they couldn't help it. Couldn't be helped. Uh, did you see the stuff backstage with Kurt Angle and the Street Profits and Drew McIntyre? Um. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, doing a theme song and stuff. So how do you like the Street Profits? Oh, I've, this is, I've seen them a couple times now. I, I think they're great. Yeah, they're entertaining as shit. So the Street Profits come across Kurt Angle. They're trying to get him to drink milk uh, with them. They want to drink milk with him because they've looked up to him and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and it's this really fun segment, like you said, doing his music, beatbox style and pouring the milk. And then Drew McIntyre shows up and he's kind of a fucking dick. Ruins the entire moment. Uh, but this is leading to Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander with Kurt Angle as a special guest referee. Did you see that match? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it really wasn't a match. Drew does what he's been doing. Cedric comes out. Drew attacks him before the bell. He's beating him up on the outside. Um, and then as they're brawling, the greatest thing in recent memory the fiend appears the lights go out slowly lights start flashing he shows up and delivers a mandible claw to kurt angle just like he did against mick foley a couple weeks ago i fucking love it eric it's my favorite thing i'm so excited for sunday yeah i'm really happy that they uh repackaged bray wyatt in the way that they did obviously his character got super stale after a while um for a number of reasons. They just made him look terrible over the years. Nice cup. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you no, know, I don't think... It's nice. I don't think he got stale. I think it was poor booking. I think they didn't know what else to do with him. And it's the same thing that I've been saying. They kept making him lose. And you can only do so much with the character when he keeps losing. He's not accomplishing anything. So hopefully... With this new character, and Bray has a lot of input on it, it goes somewhere. I love that they gave him the mandible claw, that he 
used it on Mick first. Now he's used it on Kurt. Um, I'm really looking forward to his match with Finn Balor on Sunday. I'm really excited. I've even got a brand new Bray Wyatt, the fiend, Yowie Wowie shirt that I'm not going to wear until Sunday. I'm saving for Sunday. Nice. I ordered it. It came in yesterday. I'm saving it for Sunday. Uh, I'm guessing you missed the Viking Raiders squash match. Yeah, it was not on there. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, so after this mandible claw from Kurt over on SmackDown, we got a Firefly Funhouse where Bray Wyatt says that the Fiend has a match with Finn Balor this Sunday and just kind of, I guess, does a little bit a little bit of hyping for this match, but without Finn being there, it it's kind of fell flat for me. Like, I love the Firefly Funhouse, but we already knew the match was going to happen. We know what the Fiend has done. Without Finn to respond, like, yeah, it fell a little flat to me. The Firefly Funhouse. I do love the Firefly Funhouse, though. Oh, it's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, uh, you said you missed the Viking Raiders, right? Yeah, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, normally you don't, uh, or Travis doesn't. Did you see uh, the OC and the New Day? Yeah, yeah. So the New Day come out for a tag team match. They get jumped by all three members of the only club that matters. Uh, Gallows has got his face paint on from New Japan. So it's a new look for WWE, but an old look for him. Um, Ricochet comes down for the save. We get a six-man tag team match. And surprisingly, your Raw tag team champions and United States champion go over your SmackDown tag team champions and... Your AJ's opponent this Sunday, Ricochet, in the six-man tag match. I'm looking forward to seeing AJ and Ricochet again. See, I feel like I've seen it. It was good the last time, but I feel like they've given me this match too much too often for it to be at SummerSlam without a stipulation. Yeah, that's kind of always how uh, AJ Styles feuds go. They usually last a long time. He does a lot of matches with people. It should be a ladder match or something to give it a little extra, you know? Yeah, but I don't think those guys need anything extra. I think I think they can put on a show without a gimmick. But I've seen it at least twice since the last pay-per-view. It's going to be different this time, though. We'll see. We'll see. You could be right. I'm sure it'll be a fine match. It's just if you're going to give me the match on Raw or SmackDown more than once before the match actually happens at SummerSlam, you need to put a little stank on that match at SummerSlam. I need a little something extra because I've already seen it twice now. It'll just be a good, solid match. Did you see the uh, women's tag team title match? Yeah, the the four-way one, right? Yeah. Yes, it was a four-way elimination match. Uh, we had the Bukaki Warriors, Fire and Desire, the Iconics, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, unfortunately, actually, not unfortunately. The Iconics. Bukake Warriors. What? Did you just call them the Bukake Warriors? No, I did not say Bukake. I said Bukaki. That's what they are, the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing. The Iconics look better than they've looked since winning the tag. Probably better than they've looked since coming to the main roster in this opening of this match. Like, they look strong. They look like tag team champions, and then they're the first ones eliminated. But they're tearing through everyone. Um, So we're going to get new... uh, We're going to get new champions... They're eliminated by Mandy Rose and Sonya, Fire and Desire. Uh, then the Bukaki Warriors beat Fire and Desire. And then Bliss and Cross beat the B- Kabuki Warriors. And we get new tag team champs, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I'm torn because I feel like it should be the Bukaki Warriors that are champions. I feel like they're the ones that deserve it. They should be champions. But at the same time, they've both been NXT Women's Champion. This is Nikki Cross's first title in WWE. So part of me is really happy for Nikki Cross. Part of me is like, you really need to do something with Asuka and Kyrie Sane. 
Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see the Kabuki Warriors uh, taking it. Um, they seem like a good team. I love Kari Sain. I love Asuka. Um, but, on the other hand, you're right. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, they're a good team, too. Although, to be fair, I actually don't really like that whole gimmick. I don't, I don't like what they did to Nikki Cross. I preferred her much more when she was insane. I can give you that. I can give you that. Um, and Travis and I have talked about that, and we both agree it would have been much better with her as the insane Nikki Cross running around, biting the ropes, viciously attacking people and just causing chaos than yeah. Alexa's BFF. I'll do anything for Alexa. Or even if, like, she was kind of, like, obsessed with Alexa. Like, if they played that up. Like, she was crazily obsessed with Alexa and was viciously attacking people for Alexa because she's like a crazy obsessed stalker you know like yeah, play into the character a, right yeah that would have made a lot more sense because the best friend thing they, they do it with every they do that with the uh, girls all the time it's always some fucking best friend plot or angle every fucking time because for whatever reason the WWE doesn't think that what works for the men will work for the women because they're girls they have to be this or this or this or this yeah. we can't just let them be yeah, and then it'll be another storyline of best friends who become frenemies who have this on and off again fucking thing. Like, it's, it's so played out. I'm glad you said that because best friends turn frenemies. Miz and Dolph Ziggler close out the show with a contract signing for a match at SummerSlam. And to nobody's surprise, because it was leaked all over the internet and the crowd started chanting it before it even happened, Instead of Miz versus Dolph Ziggler, Dolph signed a contract, and his opponent turns out to be Goldberg. Fucking Goldberg, dude. You know, I uh, I knew for a long time that the WWE hated Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> and now I now I know that they really fucking hate him because he's gonna get a life or a career-ending injury in this match. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. Here's the thing. Goldberg and Undertaker had a terrible match at Saudi Arabia. Goldberg ate a lot of shit for it, and Undertaker ate some too. So they did the uh, graveyard dogs thing with Roman and Undertaker against Shane and uh, Drew. And Undertaker looked great, and it's like, okay, Undertaker's still Undertaker. Like, he was redeemed. I feel like this is Goldberg's redemption. Ziggler's going to make Goldberg look like a million bucks. He's going to sell his ass off. Make Goldberg look yeah. like Goldberg from 1998. Like, n he's, he's a great worker. He's a great seller. He's going to make Goldberg look like a million bucks. I want Ziggler to win this because it does nothing for Goldberg to beat Dolph Ziggler, but it would do a lot for Dolph Ziggler to get a win over Bill Goldberg. You know it's not going to happen. Oh, I know it's not. I'm, I want it to happen, but I know it's not going to happen. Like, let's never, let's not be silly here. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler doesn't win matches in WWE. It'll probably be like a 30-second match, and it'll end Ziggler's career because Goldberg will fuck something up again. He, he and then... Uh, and he, and he, always, he always sucked. I, I hate Goldberg, man. He's the fucking worst. He's dumb, man. He's yeah, dumb, I mean, man. at least... He's better than Hogan, but um, HBK super kicks Ziggler on the rampway to end the show. Um, what'd you think of Raw? Um, it was it was pretty good. It, it was all right. Like like I said earlier, I, I thought this was gonna be a whole different thing with Heyman taking over. And I mean, I guess there were some differences, but it was still kind of the same old same old deal. I feel like the show's been better, and so. It, not good enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the two things you didn't see, Ray had an amazing match with Andrade C and Almas. Uh, after last week where Almas beat Ray in the gauntlet match and then tore his mask off, they have a great match. Zelina interferes, gets the assist, giving Andrade the win over Ray Mysterio. They always put on a fantastic match, it, and it was. It was a fantastic match. And then the Viking Raiders for like the 15th week in a row, for whatever fucking reason, squashed two jobbers from wherever the fuck town they were in this week. I don't I don't know why the Viking Raiders aren't beating 
actual tag teams, why we're still doing squash matches with them this late into their debut, with them being around for as long. Give them ascension. Give them, you know, some of the tag teams that haven't been on TV, like, or put two guys together that aren't a tag team and let them beat those, but, like, have them beat real superstars. I'm tired of seeing them beat jobbers week after week after week. Didn't they do the same thing with uh, the Bludgeon Brothers? Yeah, but I feel like it didn't last as long as this is lasting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing they do. They they do that all the time, bring out a big-ass tag team and just have them plow through jobbers. I'm really surprised that majority of the show, except for those two matches, were on Hulu. That's shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah, they, maybe they, they cut some of the. Uh, as I say, maybe they cut some of the Kabuki Warrior match down, or uh, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they made cuts in there somewhere. Um, you want to roll over to SmackDown? Let's do it. All right. So Charlotte comes out, starts the show with a promo, talks about how she's the queen of all eras, and she's going to beat Trish, and then. She says, here, check out my highlight reel. And instead of her highlight reel, Trish Stratus's highlight reel plays. And I'm not going to lie, I thought someone fucked up at first. Like, I was like, oh, shit, someone played the wrong video package. That's embarrassing. But uh, Trish comes down. She does a lot better in her promo this week than she did last week and uh, ends up slapping Charlotte across the face. Charlotte does not retaliate, though. She just kind of smiles and laughs at her and leaves the ring. Very interesting. Yeah, I'll be fascinated to see the match. I uh, yeah, I'd like to see her wrestle. I'm di- like I said, I'm disappointed she didn't wrestle in that tag team match. Yeah, I wanted to see a little bit. Of- yeah, I guess they're they're making us wait. So we'll see what she has to offer. I'm not. I'm not. Trish is great, but Trish has been out of the ring and has not competed in a singles match in a long time. Her singles match was supposed to be against Alexa Bliss. That got turned into a tag team match. I don't know if she's been training or not, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I liked the minivan in the parking lot line. It was a good zinger. Oh, yeah? You enjoyed that? Because she's a because she's a mom now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I love Charlotte. Charlotte's one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. But sometimes I feel like she does the same things over and over and over again, and it just feels like typical Charlotte. It's not. It it loses the wow factor for me. Like that was a typical Charlotte promo. Yeah, she's pretty good at it, though. Uh, did you see? Well, no, you saw everything on SmackDown because it's fucking SmackDown. What am I talking about? Uh, we had Ray versus Ziggler. Um, Ziggler lays Ray out before the match. Then he threatens Goldberg. Ali comes down, attacks Ziggler, and then we get Ziggler versus Ali with Ziggler getting a win with the sweet chin music. Now, Eric, let me ask you this. I, I posed this to Travis, and Travis said no. How would you feel about Dolph Ziggler changing his finisher to the Sweet Chin Music? But why? Well, he hasn't beaten anyone with the zigzag in God knows how long. Everyone's kicked out of it. It's kind of useless. No one's using the Sweet Chin Music. Owens has got the stunner. The Fiend's got the mandible claw. Travis's thing was a lot of people do a super kick. I will argue that a Sweet Chin Music is not a super kick. There's a little bit of panache. There's a little bit of flair when you hit it that sets it apart from all of the super kicks. I mean, the zigzag does suck. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's kind of a lame finishing move. Um, so I'd be all for it, actually, because the sweet, sweet chin music is, is way, way, way cooler than, than the fucking zigzag. Like you said, no one's even kicked out, or no one's even uh, gotten pinned with in a long time. 
Yeah. Um, I think he needs something new. If it's not the Sweet Chin music, he needs a new move. Plain and simple. Eric, did you freeze on me? You froze on me for a second, but you're back now. Oh. What'd you hear me say last? Nothing. I finished my thought. Oh, okay. Ziggler needs a new finisher regardless, whether it's a Sweet Chin music or something else. We need to get Ziggler a new finisher because the zigzag just isn't working anymore. I never liked it to, from the get-go, but now I've seen people like Ollie kicked out of it in this match or someone kicked out of it last week. Like, I need – if people are kicking out of your finisher like it's just another move, but you're getting wins with someone else's finisher, it's time to get a new move. Yeah, I agree with that. The zigzag sucks. Uh, we had a backstage segment with Roman Reigns where he apologized in a sit-down interview to Samoa Joe. Um, like I said, that'll lead to later where he interrogates Buddy Murphy. We find out about Eric Rowan. Shane McMahon on the Kevin Owens show. How, how do you feel about this whole Shane KO thing that's going on? Bring me up to speed here, because what is their beef? I feel like this has been building for a long time. Uh, I, since before Extreme Rules. Essentially, Kevin Owens got sick of Shane McMahon calling himself the best in the world. Uh, said that Shane comes out and hogs time from wrestlers like Liv Morgan and Ali and Cedric Alexander and... It makes everyone sick to their stomach, and no one wants to see Shane on their TV. Basically, all the shit that we, the internet wrestling community, have been saying for, oh, I don't know, since Shane won the Best in the World Tournament, and it pissed us all off, and we're like, what the fuck is this? So, Kevin's been voicing those opinions, and then Shane, being a McMahon, and being a heel, <coughs> has emphasized... Uh, the fact that he's the best in the world and ignored that fact and just kind of he's banned Kevin from the arena and then held a town hall so that people can voice their grievances, but Kevin's not allowed to be there and he kind of ignores everyone and Kevin keeps showing up and hitting him with a stunner and he keeps trying to get a hold of Kevin and he can't and Kevin keeps stunnering him. So yeah, essentially it's... Stone Cold versus Vince, but it's KO versus Shane. I mean, it's an interesting way to handle it. I think, uh, you know, Shane coming out and taking up airtime and all that stuff. Obviously, it's a complaint that actual fans had, and now they're turning that into a storyline, which is pretty interesting. And it's all truth. I mean, we've all been saying it, like you said, it's, it's fans' reactions. It's all truth. And we all want to see Shane get his ass kicked. And we all want to see, we love watching someone get stunnered, even though it's not Austin doing it. KO tells Shane, be a man and put your career on the line. If my career is on the line, I know you won't do it, but you know, just grow some balls and put your, put your career on the line. And Shane's like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. Uh, then he said they could fight right there. Elias shows up. They brawl. Elias catches a stunner on the table. And then Shane takes out Kevin Owens, buries him under an announce table, and then hits a sliding drop kick into a steel chair in Kevin's face. Here's my issue with this. I have seen guys like Big E and Braun Strowman struggle to lift up an announce table and flip it on someone. Shane McMahon should not be able to do what Big E and Braun Strowman have a hard time doing. Oh, man, but it's Shane O'Mac. Get that McMahon power. <laughs> I need, yeah. dude, I need. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. That was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, no, like, I need the, uh, what, what do they call it? The, uh, the disbelief, like, uh. I need something to make me forget that this isn't real. You know? Yeah. And when shit like that happens, it takes me out of it. Because I've seen Big E struggle to flip that thing over. I've seen Braun Strowman <laughs> lift it up like it was heavy as shit. 
I've seen Braun Strowman pull a fucking semi truck and like rip up ambulances and flip trucks, and he had a hard time lifting that announce table. So who the fuck is Shane McMahon to push one of those over? Just take some extra HGH that day. Yeah, I'm I'm excited though. I can't wait to see Shane versus KO and watch Shane get stunnered because we know KO ain't gonna lose his job. Um, we get Ember versus Natalia. So this is the number one contender for the SmackDown women's title versus the number one contender for the Raw women's title. And it ends with Natalia locking the sharpshooter outside the ring and refusing to let go. Bailey comes down to try and break it up. She gets shoved by Natalia. And as I said, back on raw, when we were talking about Natalia and Becky, they have decidedly, seemingly changed direction and made Natalia 100% the heel in this situation. Yeah, well, Natalia does work better as a heel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I was kind of intrigued when I, like I said, Becky was showing up at a training session where Natalia was training and Becky attacked her unprovoked and even hit Fit Finley in the balls. And <laughs> Becky did some heel shit. Like, shit, even like you wouldn't expect Stone Cold to go and hit a trainer and break up. Like, there was some shit that I felt they were kind of pushing Becky to be the heel in this feud going into Toronto. And then something changed and they switched direction like that. People are going to cheer for Becky regardless. Then, and that's that's what Travis and I talked about. That's that no matter what you do, like Stone Cold, no matter how much of a heel tactic you take, the fans are going to cheer because they love the character. And I get that. I just, I felt like that was the direction they were kind of pushing it. And then now it feels like they did a 180 because out of nowhere, Natalia went from kind of like the Canadian hometown hero who... You know, fine, Becky, you know, if you don't want to be friends, we'll fight. I'm going to go to my hometown, and I'm going to beat you in my home. And then all of a sudden, like, now she's throwing on sharpshooters and not letting them go and shoving Trish and shoving Bailey, and it, it just – it was like a 180-degree fucking attitude change. She got pushed over the edge, man. Snapped. We had Sami Zayn versus Aleister Black, which I thought was going to be at SummerSlam, bumped up to SmackDown. Aleister Black kicks the fucking head off Sami Zayn and wins. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I haven't seen a ton of Aleister Black. Um, oh, he's the shit. Saw, he's the yeah, shit. I saw a couple of NXT matches, and I think I maybe saw one of the first matches he did on the main roster. Um He's really cool. He's got a cool presence. He's got cool theme music. He's uh, got some cool moves. Um, yeah. That black mask awesome. kick is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, and he seems like he seems like a legit badass in the ring. Um, which is not. It can be hard to come by these days, but yeah, I, I liked him a lot. I thought he was real cool. He's a real deal. I wasn't a fan of the backstage promos that they were doing with him sitting in a dark room begging for someone to fight him i like him better as kind of like the silent ass kicker who speaks when he needs to speak and has something to say that's what they did in nxt that's the way i prefer him but no matter what one of the coolest entrances in wwe right now and hands down in the ring one of the most enjoyable and entertaining people to watch with his springboard moonsault backflip, sit down, Indian style leg cross, taunting, high intensity kicks and knees, and the whole offense. I, I fucking love it. Yeah, he should, <clears throat> he should uh, probably do real well in the future. And uh, last but not least, over on SmackDown, and we talked about it a little bit, we had a match. Supposed to be the New Day versus the Planeteers. Uh, if you haven't been listening, the Planeteers are Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what I call them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this ends in a DQ. 
This ends in DQ when uh, Rowan hits uh, one of the New Day members with the stairs. And then, as I said, we find out that Rowan may be a part of, if not the one behind the attacks on Roman Reigns. Yeah, he fucking did it. You think so? Hard to say. It's quite the mystery. All right, Eric, who's going over this week? Um, shit, let me think here. There are a lot of losers. Um, you go, you go first. I want to hear what you guys say. Only one set of people won the tag team titles or won a title this week. That was Bliss and Cross, so I'm giving it to Bliss and Cross. They're going over this week. All right, sweet. That is a good, yeah, that was the only title to change hands. I'm just going to agree with you on that one. Who's jabbing out this week? Um, shit. Uh, Mike Canales? Huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, he won... The twenty four seven title, but then he lost it right away. So, yeah. plus way, now he's, he's got to deal with his fucking wife. Yeah, he's on the dog. Yeah, guy. now now he's got to deal with his wife. Um, or Rollins, I'd say Rollins too. He got his ass whooped. Really bad. I'll give you Rollins. Rollins was jabbing out for me last week. He got beat again badly this week by that piece of shit Brock Lesnar that we all know I hate. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll go with that. We got some time. You want to do some predictions real quick before we sign off? Sure. All right. I didn't bring my sheet home. I uh, forgot to print it out. So I'm not going to mark them down, but... For you guys listening, if you go to Facebook.com slash group slash Mac and Raw, which may be where you're watching this if you're not watching it on Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine, I will be posting polls over the, the next couple days, probably Saturday, as to uh, who you guys think is going to win. So, Eric, uh, if I don't listen back and write this down, go vote there, and then I can mark down your predictions. Or if you end up coming out Sunday, you can just put them on the sheet of paper when you get here. Cruiserweight Championship. Cruiserweight Championship, Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorcan. I don't know who that second person is, so I'm going to go with Drew Gulak. All right. Uh, I'm probably going to go Drew as well. Oni Lorcan was part of a tag team with Danny Birch down in NXT. They were two ball guys, two ball white guys. They kicked a lot of ass. Uh, if you watch 205 Live, my understanding is Oni Lorcan's been tearing up everyone on 205 Live right now. Um, What's his name? Odie Lorcan? O- Oni. O-N-E-Y. Oni Lorcan. Oh. And they said Odie. Is this a weird fucking name? Isn't that the dog from uh, Garfield? Yeah. Yeah, that, I thought that sounded familiar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Goldberg, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Goldberg, unfortunately, Goldberg's going to win. Yeah, um, no. It's going to be done. It's like going to be Goldberg. Seconds. It's going to be dumb. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely going to be Goldberg. And like I said, Dolph Ziggler will make him look like a million bucks. Trish versus Charlotte. Who you got? Um, Trish. I'm going to go Charlotte. All people, people always go over new people in today's WWE. I don't know about that. And as I said, it does absolutely nothing for anyone if Trish wins. But Charlotte can then claim to be queen of all eras and carry and ride that wave to a match against whoever is champion on SmackDown. Because my understanding is post SummerSlam, we will be dropping the wild card rule. Thank God. Um, AJ Styles. Trish. Yeah. Uh, not that I know of. I haven't heard anything about her sticking around long term. 
or even short term but extended. I think this is a one and done. Oh, uh, okay. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. I'm going to go with AJ. Yep. Uh, I'm in agreement on that one. I don't see them. They just put the title on Rick or on AJ. They've really been pushing the club. They've got all that gold. I don't see Ricochet getting the win here. Finn Balor versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. And if you haven't been listening and you don't know, before you make your prediction, it is rumored that Finn Balor is taking uh, leave of absence post-SummerSlam. Yeah, I was going to go with The Fiend anyway. Um, they've been building up this that thing boy. for quite a while. So it would be kind of stupid if he just came out and lost again. Uh, it would be well, I'm just terrible. glad you picked The Fiend because I, I haven't had to yell at you all night and I didn't want to have to start yelling at you now. <laughs> yeah, not at the end, right? We made it all this yeah. way. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. Kevin Owens, he's not he's not losing his career. I don't know, dude. Like, I want to believe he's, he's not, but Owens? we've seen it happen before. Yeah, didn't he? He actually, now that I think about it, he lost his career before and then, like, weaseled his way back in. No, he quit. He quit before and then he came back. But we've seen stories in WWE where people have lost a uh, loser quits forever match or whatever. And Stone Cold lost the match and was supposed to quit and then somehow was made CEO and came back. Like, shit's happened. So that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens just because I'd rather watch Shane get a stunner and get that happy moment. That, but, and I, I kind of like that story to end. Like, I just, I want Kevin Owens to move on and do something great and be done yeah. with Shane. It's been going on for a while. Bailey, ver- Bailey versus Ember Moon. Um, Ember Moon. Time. That a boy. I'm, I think it is too. I want to see Ember get that title. I want to see Bailey catching the clips. Bailey's great. She's been fine, but she's not. She's not doing anything for me as champion. I feel like there's a lot more they can do with Ember Moon than what they're doing with Bailey right now. Um, and I'd like to see her get a run, and I'd like to see her get a nice little push and a feud and them actually do something with her. Yeah, Ooh, here's really a tough a one. Character, so Ember Moon's way better. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. This is a good story. Um, I, I wasn't aware of the match before I watched uh, SmackDown or wherever they showed the Kofi promo where he talks about his history with Randy Orton and everything. Oh, man, w- what a great fucking storyline. Uh, oh, yeah, no. Shit, this is, a, this is actually a tough one because I could see them going back and forth on it for a while. You know what I mean? Um, I know Travis is going Kofi. I'm going Randy, and I'll tell you why I'm going Randy, and I'll tell you why Travis is going Kofi, and maybe it'll help you uh, make a decision. I think that Kofi has been this happy, pancake-throwing champion who's got some good wins, but we need to see a different side of Kofi. If Randy beats Kofi, Kofi's got to get serious. He's got to get that win back on Randy. Randy's been proven right now. Kofi needs to come back. We get a rematch out of it. If Kofi beats Randy, then Kofi beats Randy, and then it's just, okay, who's the next heel to let Kofi run through? Travis says that it's not Kofi's time to lose. Kofi can't change who he is and who got him to where he is, and that's being this person. (coughs) He says there's no way uh, that they're not going to put Kofi over in this match. So. I mean, I can see it from both sides, but my personal choice would be I'm going to go with Randy Orton because it'll be so much more interesting if if, if uh, Kofi loses the title and has to go face Randy Orton again. Imagine all the like months leading up to the, their rematch of just Randy Orton taunting Kofi Kingston, giving him all this shit. Like, the payoff. Oh, no, it would be fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's a much better story if Randy beats Kofi than if Kofi beats Randy. Yeah, I think so. Don't get me wrong. If Kofi beats Randy, it's a beautiful bookmark for Kofi's career because Randy said he wasn't ready then, he's not ready now. He's proven it. 
He's beaten Randy Orton. He's ready. He's champion. But where do we go from there? Because we don't have a lot of heels. He's beat Samoa Joe. He's beat Kevin Owens. He's beat Daniel Bryan. He's beat Dolph Ziggler. Like, who else on SmackDown does he have to go through? Now he's going to beat Randy Orton, and where do we go? Like, I don't know. So Yeah, you have to carry the Randy thing for a while, for sure. But if Randy Orton wins, then Kofi still has to has to get that win, has to prove it, has to get that bookmark, and it's a story that continues. So we're going Randy Orton. Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Who you got? Becky Lynch. Dude, I don't know. Becky's been champion for quite some time. Natalia's not taking it. No way. Becky's been champion since WrestleMania. We are in Toronto with Natalia. It is a submission match in Toronto. I I told Travis, I want to see Becky Lynch in the sharpshooter bleeding from the face. Travis said they ain't going to do it. I hope he's wrong. I think it'd be great. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I, I want Becky to win, but I don't know because it's the same thing. Now where does she go? Who's her next heel? I, I know Natalia is from Canada and everything, but I can't imagine the people there like her more than Becky Lynch. We're going to find out. A lot of people didn't couldn't imagine that they liked Bret Hart more than Stone Cold Steve Austin until you got there, and all of the Hart Foundation was way more over than Stone Cold. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different scenario, though. How? She's a heart. She is, she is yeah, a heart. Not like she's not like Bret Hart though. Different story. Okay, is she like Owen Hart or British Bulldog or her dad Jim the Anvil Nightheart or Brian Pillman or anyone that was over in Canada that wasn't really over in the U.S. It's, I think Jim Night. I think I think Stone Cold would probably get cheered over Jim Nightheart. You know, if it was a match between those two back in the nineties. Not in Canada. There's a lot of yeah. Canadian pride there. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's a different situation. Different time. We're going to see, and I'm interested to see. Last but not least, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. Seth Rollins, I hope. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm with you there. He guaranteed a win, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, he better win. He might not, though. Crazy thing, uh, we might get a Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan, a Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan match. Hasn't been announced. I don't know if you noticed this. All singles matches, not one tag team match has been announced for SummerSlam, and it is this Sunday. Well, yeah, that is interesting. They're not doing I'm sure we'll get some for the uh, pre-show. I'm sure we'll get something for the pre-show, but nothing has been announced as of yet. I hate when they do that because they always fuck up our predictions. And they fuck up my prediction sheet because I'll print it out and then they'll add matches and it'll be all fucked up. But it is what it is. Yeah. So. All right. Um, Eric, do you want people to follow you on social media? Normally you don't. We talked about that corner a while back that they could find you on. <laughs> Free HJs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's about it. No, no, don't don't worry about it. I, I got enough yeah. followers. Okay. Well, you guys can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Uh, if you were listening to this, you were either listening to it at Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine or Facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' Raw. If you're over at Creation Magazine, please go check out the Smackin' Raw page or group. If you're over on Smackin' Raw and you haven't done so yet, go give the uh, Creation Magazine page a like because without that, I wouldn't have this platform to come talk about wrestling for an hour every week. And I really enjoy it. Say something, Eric. Don't be all quiet. Oh, are we signing off? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good night, everybody. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we are smacking a raw, and we are that damn good.